Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. Beijing 2022. (laughs) Feel the excitement. (laughs) With SI's Pat Forty. You are missing out on a great thing, college football. Keeping it at four right now. Here's Pat and Dan. Hi, welcome to the pod. We are coming off a brilliant weekend of football. This happens to be NFL football. But I wanted to ask you, Pat, when you watch the four divisional round games of the NFL, all four go down to the wire, all exciting in their own way. We know the NFL is different than college, designed for parity, designed to have even teams, designed so anybody can win. But however, we have this glorious weekend of football, and it's the final eight. It's not the final four. It's not the final two. It's the final eight. As understanding college football will probably never, I mean, look, the NFL never produced a weekend like this, but college football will probably not be able to produce that. But when you watch that, is there a pang of like, Look, maybe maybe Cincinnati Bengals are beating the Titans. The Bengals are not going to win the Super Bowl, right? They could. I want Bengal fans yelling at me. But, uh, you know, they're the probably the betting underdog at this point. But, man, that was a lot of fun, right? It was, all four games were fun. And you just play more football and put some stakes on the games, and you get something more. Does this? Do you, do you think in any way something like that helps push – uh, I mean, I know it's all politics at this point, but the inevitability of a playoff or do you, or is it just like there is no comparison because this is the NFL? I sure hope it pushes us toward an expanded playoff because because why can't you have something similar? You may never right have a weekend quite like that where every single game goes down to the final play to be decided. And there's just spectacular comebacks and unbelievable drama and, and all those things. But why can't we try? Why can't we have those games? You want a college to college comparison? There are times when all four regional finals of the NCAA tournament are great games, and there's two on Saturday and two on Sunday, just like this. And you know, you can have that theoretically. You can certainly have it in basketball. Sully would know whether you can. We've probably had that in the College World Series as well. Oh yeah, you know where you get down to eight teams and the games are, are phenomenal. Last year was one of the best ever. Every game was yeah. insane. So, and even if some games are blowouts. Yeah. Others are not because you're just like the weekend prior wasn't all that great. Right. No. Right. So you don't know. But if you play the game and trust the game, maybe something happens. Look, yes, I was watching those games thinking quarterfinals. Let's have them. Let's play them. 
and it would be fun to have them on home fields. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's, it was fascinating how little home field mattered. Three out of the four games the visiting team won, but still, uh, just those atmospheres. But even if, fine, if we've got to have them in bowls, have them in bowls. But I think quarterfinals and then a first, you know, before that, a first round on campus, man, uh, you are missing out on a great thing, college football, keeping it at four right now. Well, the whole bowl thing, I mean, you watch, <laughs> you watch those four games. And at any point, you sit there and say, boy, I wish this was being played at neutral site University of Phoenix Stadium. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. The crowd was part of it. Like, and yeah. you're right, 3-1. Like, no, you don't want that. But we have to save the bowl. And believe me, again, the bowl industry is not going anywhere because even the worst bowl games get a couple million people to watch. Yeah. No bowl is going out of business. Because of the yeah. degenerate listeners that we have, and yeah. us included, yeah. Yeah. are going to no, watch no. every single one. You know, I mean, look, one of the one of the genius moves by ESPN and the bowl structure was to spread it all out from December 17th through January, whatever, and dribble it out one game at a time or two games or three games every once in a while. And so there's constantly things for people to watch and bet on every day. People love playoffs. I mean, I haven't seen the TV ratings, but I guarantee you a few of these games hit 40 million. Yeah. You know, pay, the the cowboy game got forty something, and you know, it's just, uh, yeah, and it is the bowl. The bowl system is going nowhere. What they're protecting is that running a bowl is worth a million dollars a year, not that the bowl will exist. Two teams want to play New New Mexico. The New Mexico Bowl is owned by ESPN. It works good. Yeah, yeah. go to go to Albuquerque, play some football. We need a field. Yeah, play it on on <laughs> at home. I mean, my God. And then just think, like, yeah, nobody's sitting there saying, boy, I really, really wish that game was somewhere else. I mean, you've already got, like, Rams are trying to say that, you know, don't sell any tickets to anyone in San Francisco. And then you've got (laughs) – you actually have people from L.A. that live in San Francisco that are Rams fans, and they're trying to, like, prove. But I'm one of the good ones. You know, I mean, you know, it's all this. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty awesome. I don't know. It was an incredible weekend of football. And and you just sit there and go – Gosh, I wish uh, I wish we we could throw more games in and and have again. No one's going to have that weekend. The NFL's been having a playoff for whatever seventy five years or hundred years or whatever the hell it's been going on, and you're not going to have that. And uh, but you wish you could have something uh, something close. All right, one other uh, big story, national story that I thought was interesting. Dennis Dodd, our uh, friend at CBS, my long old coworker uh, when I was at CBS. He had a story about how he thinks the and a lot of experts are telling him that the age of paying college athletes is officially upon us. The standout quote is from Bubba Cunningham, who's a the athletic director at, at North Carolina, has been doing this for a long time, very respected guy, and not really someone who's just going to say crazy things. Uh, I do think this is Bubba Cunningham quote. I do think we're probably two, three years away from having a different relationship with our student athletes. It won't necessarily be the student and the university. It may be employee-employer. And it goes on to a whole bunch of different things. Could the, could, the, the, could the attempt to unionize work this time? Are there different ways to do it? Cunningham points out, like, we have grad assistants. We have teaching assistants. We have teaching fellows. Universities have positioned that they are quasi-employees. Maybe the student-athlete will consider something short of full employment. All sorts of different stuff. 
Uh, I think everyone's read the story. Your thoughts on it, Pat? I will say, like, Bubba Cunningham is, is obviously very smart, and he's good at his job. You don't get to be the AD at North Carolina if you're not, and he's done a good job be- there. But he's also, he has been very strongly against a lot of what NIL could become for a while. He and Kevin White, when he was at Duke before he retired, were kind of leading the charge, so to speak, of sounding doom for what NIL could do. And they may be right. I mean, I don't know. But but so I, I preface it coming in with that. You know, that. I was there in Indy. We were talking to a bunch of people, you know, and I, I just don't think anybody really knows for sure. But I think do think there are a lot of people in athletic administration who are bracing for the potential for major change and for that being part of it possibly is, yes, do we have full-on pay for play? Do we have employees who are athletes? And and if they look at, yes, if they've teased it out to the place where you you compare them to grad assistant, TA, teaching assistants, or assistant professors, associate professors, visiting lecturers, whatever, uh, then clearly there are people thinking about this and where this could go. Again, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know where it's going to go, but it's moving further clearly towards professional, a monetized relationship between athletes and the university or the athletic department at least and there's a lot of repercussions that can come from that not all of them be good some of them would be good some of them would be fine we'd get rid of still some of the i think inequity that uh, that goes into uh where the money goes from teams that make money but we also have to think about the university athletic programs that don't make money and what happens to them in these situations uh we have to think does this completely detonate conferences uh you know does this move us closer toward a super conference because those schools are first and foremost making the most money and want something close to professional uh sport and and do others not i just i think you would see a real fracture uh about where college sports is going and who's on which side of it and everything then gets blown up and thrown up for grabs i think he you know i think he likes uh it's probably a little bit of a a little hyperbole, a little bit of a scare tactic. I agree. You know, throw two, three years out there. Who the hell knows? But two, three years, we'll forget. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Things will change. But things kind of are moving. I think my, you know, my issue is always with this stuff is that they refuse to bend. And so now they're scared of breaking. And uh, I mean, I don't know how the heck it works uh, in terms of Title Nine. in right. terms of can you afford it? Do you pare down your entire athletic department? Um, like you said, a lot of sports would get caught. I know that's like a taboo, but I've obviously said many times on this thing, like, oh, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that we need to have these massive athletic programs for sports that I think it's like, if you're an athletic, if you're a university, why do you have a, uh, a, a you know, a cross country team? I don't, how does that approve the school? I don't know. Maybe, um, I think a lot of the teams are s- old set-asides to predominantly wealthy sports. The amount of money it costs to become a college athlete now is overwhelming in almost every sport other than football. Uh, even basketball has gotten pretty crazy. You know, Yeah, so, and even football, depending on, especially if you're going to be a quarterback or, or yeah. a skill position player. There's plenty of uh, ancillary costs that, that come along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, these, these lacrosse players didn't just uh, – you know, throw the ball around a couple times old at uh, Central High School and make the team. They they spent a fortune to do it. And uh, so when you set aside uh, scholarship money and even more entrance to some schools, 
based on, you know, we talked about it with the, the, the Stanford sailing team. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, you know, <laughs> cricket. No, they have not cricket. What's the squash? Squash. 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 Like what high schools exactly have squash? <laughs> Those high school, you're setting aside the country club sport for the country club kid and some someone else who deserve, who earned, who had the grades to get into Stanford can't get in yeah. because some spots are taken. So I don't really care if some of these sports go down. I know that, you know, it's a college sports podcast and people flip out on me when I say that. But well, the one thing I will say in defense of a lot of the other sports is they have uh, that generally the student athletes in those sports perform better than the general student population academically. That's what they say. Yeah. In terms of grade point averaging graduation rate, most of them do. Uh, Not all of them, but most of them do because you get high achiever kids that that can do both that can perf- play a sport and multitask and time manage and uh succeed and uh, academically as well yeah well they can do that as a normal students too and have a club sport you know they can, <laughs> i don't know but anyway i mean it's it's a it's a huge thing i mean it would be the armageddon you know as this goes forward uh you know i i I do not think employing the players is a, is a really good idea, but I've always said, you know, their problem was they spent so many years blocking the ability of the people to work anywhere else and they restrain the trade that now they're 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 kind of staring down the barrel of this thing. So, yeah. I don't know. I I did see a recent quote from Jim Delaney to that effect where he he oh. and he did include himself. <laughs> he said a lot of people myself included probably resisted this too long. And now things have swung too far. Well, you think? Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you shuffle your feet for decades. Jim Delaney did a lot of damage to college athletics. Uh, He did a lot of damage to college athletics. Uh, He doesn't know. But yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, All right. A couple football stories. Uh, June Jones turns down the Hawaii job. It's now former star QB Timmy Chang. Uh, That's our latest. We still have no word on Jim Harbaugh. Uh, and uh, the Raiders, at least this moment, once again, another podcast. So we don't know where Caleb Williams is going <laughs> as we take this. It's pretty amazing. I, I have to say. Mm-hmm. School classes are starting. <laughs> you better get uh, they, 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 have, they have started, I, I believe. Okay, let's see here. Uh, that I'm, I'm checking the registration calendar for, for USC. It's this week is like the last, last day to... Register and add classes is actually January 28th. All right. All right. So today's what? The 24th as we're taping. Mm-hmm. So the, by the end of this week, we should have a puff of smoke from greater Los Angeles. And we'll see whether or not Caleb Williams shows up at LA. LSU seems to be a possibility. They, I don't think they're going to They'll let you enroll after that. Um, I don't know. We still do not know. What, it is kind of weird. I mean, at some is, point, you got gotta, yeah. uh, you got to go. How about this story from CBS Sports' Jason LaConfora? I'm not sure if I buy it or not, but Matt Rule would be very interested in the Michigan head coaching job if Jim Harbaugh left. I bet he He's would cur- be. Currently <laughs> with the Panthers. <laughs> He's barely got his nose above water with the Panthers. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Two five-win seasons, 5-11 five and 5-12. and, five and 12. So he probably is looking at, yeah. I guess maybe I do believe it. Um, you see, those NFL guys don't want to leave the NFL, but I guess if you know you're going to get thrown out, 
Yeah. If you don't like the look of your roster and you're on your what everybody is, assumes will be his last chance to prove it in Carolina, then yeah, I, I, I would like Michigan too if I were him. I mean, they had to go with Sam Darnold uh, in a trade and then they had to bring Cam Newton back. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, if you watch the NFL this weekend, you'll note that quality quarterback play is slightly important. <laughs> Um, anyway, that'd be interesting, I guess. Certainly a terrific college football coach. Yeah, I mean, the, the the jockeying that could go on if Harbaugh leaves, you know, is it Matt Campbell? Is it Luke Fickle? Is it Matt Rule? Is it in-house? Uh, that would be really interesting because obviously a hugely valuable job and a coveted job. So, again, Harbaugh, I mean, I don't know how much longer we'll wait on that. I don't know how much longer we'll wait on Caleb Williams, but the the ongoing saga, the vigil goes on here on the pod. Ongoing saga. Gary Patterson is now an assistant coach at Texas. <laughs> Texas just, they could have solved so many problems. They just like, figured out how to hire Gary Patterson so many years ago. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If they'd hired him in 2012 or whenever yeah. Mac uh, packed it in. Yeah. Anyway, he'll, he'll be an assistant. That is a valuable one. I think uh, that uh, Gary Patterson will bring a particular zest for the TCU game there. I mean, he was pissed about the way that thing ended. Yeah. And I know he likes his former players, but I don't think he has any fondness for the administration for how that thing went down. So that that's an interesting hire like that where you're getting a guy that's just going to say <laughs> he's going to devote his entire year to let's beat the frogs. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, Arch Manning recruitment still going on. Dubbed the number one player in the class of 2023, of course, grandson of Archie, son of Cooper, nephew of Eli and Peyton. We have vowed to stay on top of this recruiting. We've gotten to the point where both Nick Saban and Kirby Smart attended an Isidore Newman basketball game to recruit Arch. That's how important it is. You got Nick Saban <laughs> watching bad <laughs> bad New Orleans basketball. He was, uh, there's pictures of Nick's uh, signing autographs and all of that. Mm. I think it was funny when uh, Eli was doing his, he had some kind of like ESPN plus series about college football, kind of the Peyton place of uh, college football. It's pretty good. I've, I've seen some of them. I've, I actually have not. I know he t- Saban took him water skiing, but I didn't know. I, mm. I actually have not seen the episode, but I have seen the others. They're, they're, they're funny. Uh, Eli's very yeah. funny. But Eli said, um, you know, originally it was like, well, Nick can, you know, maybe 30 minutes or something, uh, you know, maybe an hour with coach. And he goes, hey, you know, I think uh, my nephew's on your recruiting list. And all of a sudden it was like, uh, you got all afternoon, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I find it hysterical that in the ecosystem of football, a two time Super Bowl winning quarterback has to has to trade off his nephew, a high school player for access to a college, like, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> Coach Saban's time is valuable. <laughs> I wonder if he's sitting there, he and Kirby both sitting there watching those basketball games. And, you know, Saban was famous for having the staff games at Alabama, which I don't I don't think he plays anymore. He's 70. He might not be getting up and down the court. But, but he set all the rules and called all the fouls. Like, he determined how much points for how many baskets and all that, and he called all the fouls. Kirby's <laughs> probably watching that saying, yeah. yeah. I, I remember those days when when everything was rigged for Nick to win. He's trying to rig it to win another national title with Arch. Yeah, try try to get the victories there. I don't know. Where where should Arch go? Where should Arch go, Pat? If you are, you are Arch, where would you go? Man, um, I'd probably go to Alabama. 
uh, just because the track record with the quarterbacks right now is ridiculous. You know, you've got Bryce Young is certainly going to be a first round pick when he's ready to following Mac Jones, who was a first round pick, following Tua, who was a first round pick with Jalen Hurts thrown in there, who was a first round pick. And it's just I mean, they've just got everything going. Now, I mean, you, maybe you decide you're looking at it and saying, I don't know, you know, is Bill O'Brien going to be the OC? Do I like him or not? If I think you should like him if you're Arch Manning, but I don't know. He seems to like George. Georgia certainly feels like they're in the mix. And if I'm not mistaken, Arch's older sister might be going to Georgia. She, she might have, uh, she might be there. I know she visited and, uh, and had a great time. I heard this all from Cooper. I was okay. talking to him for a story and we veer, veered off to talk about Georgia and, and is his sister an athlete? I don't think so. Oh, no. just just went to <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah, I don't know if Arch Manning cares about where his sister's going. Probably not. But that'd be low yeah. on my thing. But I don't know. Maybe he's got a, a great relationship with his sister. Maybe. They might be close. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, I'd go to one of those two. I, I just I my only concern with Georgia is Kirby Smart ever gonna have a, you know, grip it and rip it 40, throw it 40 times a game offense. I don't know. He doesn't seem to want one, but maybe if the next coordinator, if, if Todd Monken leaves, would be fine with that. I mean, I yeah, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Sully, you you must think you should go to Tennessee. Like, no, I but <laughs> I, I mean, it's hard to look at that Georgia defense and what they did this year and not look at it and say, hey, I, I, I could put up 30 points and win a game against basically sure. anybody, right? So yeah. if you get Arch Manning and, and you're Kirby Smart, you're you're you'd be hard pressed not to change your offensive scheme to match that guy. You know, so I would I would think he would be smart enough to do that. Yeah, but it, Saban and Young Saban, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, yep. I tell you what, good to be Arch Manning. Yeah, <laughs> it's very good to be Arch. That's why we have an Arch Manning podcast, right? That's true. That's why follow we everything talking. he does. So I've been talking about him since he was like fourteen. <laughs> um, I don't know what I would do. I'd have to look at the depth chart. The Mannings are very calculating. Like they're not, they're yeah, not going to care about freshman playing time. I don't think. Right. Although, I mean, you go to Ole Miss and you, you, you know, the, the, the here, here's the program, right? Yeah. Lane will like name the practice facility after Arch before he even <laughs> steps foot on it. You know, Lane will do anything. I guarantee it. Whatever, whatever Arch wants mm -hmm. him to do, or the Manning family wants him to do, he'll do it. Yep. Change the speed limit to whatever Arch's number is. Yeah. I mean, Cooper went to Ole Miss. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Legendary. And Eli and Arch and, and Archie. Yeah. yeah. They might. Hell, city. they might cut Kiffin in on uh, Sweeten's Cove, make him buy a few shares of that. Mm -hmm. Their their bourbon line. They are in every commercial help. now. I mean, even Cooper's in all the commercials. Yeah. I know. It's funny. <laughs> Every other commercial, Shaq or a Manning brother. Manning brother or <laughs> Gronk's in a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really, yeah. maybe it's just all the sports, I all the shows I watch, but yeah. Oh. And then Rodgers and, and Mahomes. That's pretty yeah. much, yeah. It's pretty much We it. watch the same things. We see yeah. the same commercials. That's all I see. Anyway, all right, that's our latest on, on that. All right, here's a story I wanted to get to. And Pat, I think you have some, uh, I don't know, we'll have some interesting perspective. Leah Thomas is a the transgender swimmer from the University of Pennsylvania. And Leah has recorded the fastest uh, 100 and 500 meter, or is it 200 and 500? 200 meter? and 500 yard. 200, okay, got it all wrong. You know my swimming expertise here. <laughs> swim swam. Yeah, well, I need some swim swam. <laughs> you need to read more swim swam, Dan. I need more swim swam. I'm sorry. 
Uh, Leah uh, set records in at least three events at the Zippy Invitational in Ohio. Yeah. What is why is it called the Zippy Invitational? Akron, Akron's oh uh, the Zips. Okay. Yeah, and Akron actually has a good swim program. Really? Yeah, yeah, they're like top fringe top twenty five. I gotta say, when I think Akron, I don't think swimming. <laughs> You don't think about just, them for anything. They're I, not very good at hardly anything. Yeah, but. I don't think kangaroos either, but here we are. <laughs> right. Well, I want it anyway. So Leah is the has the best times in the 205. Now, it's still early in the season or middle of the season, so we'll see. Uh, there's been all sorts of controversy over whether uh, Leah should continue to be able to swim in women's swimming. Uh, the NCA recently decided to kind of punt on whether or not uh, the standards for transgender swimmers uh, over to USA Swimming, which didn't seem too prepared for that. And uh, so we have a big, big controversy on it, um, which, you know, I think you can be pretty open uh, to, you know, be inclusive for people and, and want the best for everyone and still say, I don't know, does this, you know, what's fair for, for all sides here? You know, what's right, what's wrong? Um, I know from the Olympics last summer, uh, doing stories on this, it's it's challenging for those in 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 charge because there is not a ton of research. There's not a huge track record of how this stuff works, uh, and obviously transgender athletes are 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 in all sorts of different events now. Uh, swimming is a tough one because there's not uh, one of the ones that at the Olympics was a weightlifter. It, you know. The advantage, whatever advantage there is, um, can when you have weight classes and stuff like that, it can you know kind of even out a little bit. There is not that obviously in swimming. So you have Leah coming in first, and so obviously there's a lot of people saying, "Well, is that is that fair to all the other swimmers?" So Pat, what do you know about this? What do you know about USA Swimming's deal, NCAs, and 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 where is this heading? Yeah, well, I know plenty, uh, and I have refrained from really from any making any public comments on this until now. Uh, but since the topic is up, it and that seems that like is because, and we did not talk about this until Pat was able to kind of get all. It, Pat's daughter, obviously Brooke, is a NCA swimmer and uh, swims in these events, I believe. So will swim the 500 freestyle at NCAA so, championships. So, so she will compete against Leah if Leah is there, and the expectation is that Leah will be there. So yes, there is a. A raging conflict of interest. That's why I'm not writing about it. Well, we love but... conflicts of interest. Yeah, I mean, we... <laughs> that was that was up for uh, the name of the podcast. The name of if anybody, was... <laughs> any beer company wants to send yeah. me beer, I will. That's right. I will then d declare my loyalty to you. That's so, correct. Um, yeah, we don't care. There's no <laughs> conflicts here. Yeah. So here's the situation. Will Thomas was a good swimmer, an above-average male swimmer at Penn. And in 2018, I believe was the last year Will Thomas competed on the men's team for Penn was the number 65 500 freestyler in the nation. So good, but not good enough to make the NCAA championships and men's you got to be top 32 ish. So outside of that, you know, but prominent, but did could compete at the Ivy league level, but not necessarily at the national level. Now Leah Thomas is number one in the nation in the five. So obviously they're is not been has not been a complete mitigation of whatever physical benefits were accrued by being a man. Uh, the NCAA had a decade old policy on testosterone levels and testing. 
they have realized that it's probably outdated in their attempts to update it. Yes, they completely just abdicated and punted this all to USA Swimming, which has been working with FINA, which is the international governing body of swimming, on new transgender policy, participation policy, which is expected out soon, like early February. And that policy will then be the USA Swimming policy, which will then be the NCAA policy, which will tell us whether or not Leah Thomas is going to swim at the NCAA championships in March. You know, I I think the expectation is that this would be very late to change the rules of the game and to put her out uh, of that. But there has been incredible hue and cry over this. There's major questions of inclusivity, fairness. Uh, Is this damaging to women's sports? Do we ever get to a point where we have a transgender category, a third category at college level, men's swimming, women's swimming, transgender swimming, it's a men's track, women's track, transgender track, whatever the case may be. People very concerned about precedent. Uh, so this is all over the place. And it is funny. Some of the folks who are really wound up about this and screaming about the fairness for of to women's sports really don't give a damn about women's sports. They're using this as a w- political wedge issue. Okay, and it's it is a sign that, you know, the country has absolutely run amok and has, you know, lost its mind to political correctness and blah, 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 blah. So there there's a lot there are a lot of opinions about this, but some of them are cloaked in, I think, in bogus uh, terms. Like there's not a lot of honest perspective here. There's not a lot of people coming from like just I'm intrigued. Yeah, no, there's no right. Yeah. So then this topic's only going to get worse. And I have a feeling we're going to end up with protesters outside the pool at Georgia Tech at the NCAA swimming championships. One way or the other. Right. One way or the other. Absolutely. Probably both ways. I agree. All of a sudden, a lot of people are interested in the 200 meter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The 200 and freestyle. And here's I mean, most people can't even really understand the times or what's going on. But that didn't stop them from opining, including some people that are saying, you know, that. Her time is 17 seconds faster than Brooke Forty's time that made the Olympics. It's like, no, one is short course yards, the other's long course meters, you know, et cetera. A- anyway, long story short, I talked to Brooke. I was in Stanford this weekend. We've talked about it before. And her perspective on it, I think, is really interesting. Ooh, this could get, someone- this could get uh, uh, aggregated by swim swam. <laughs> Let I if you want, I would prefer nobody aggregate it. But anyway, this is what Brooke had to say about it. She actually this I, I talked to her last night. I said, you know, people are eventually going to ask you about this. And she said, yeah, I know. I have a statement. I was like, really? Wow. OK, so she has a She's statement. Smarter so she than gave all of us. Me, always prepared. Yeah, well, Stanford. yeah, always prepared. But so she had thoughts and, and she gave me her thoughts. So these are her <laughs> thoughts. Exclusive interview with your own daughter. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Podcast. This is it. What do we got? Okay. She said, I have great respect for Leah. Social change is always a slow and difficult process, and we rarely get it correct right away. Being among the first to lead such a social change requires an enormous amount of courage, and I admire Leah for her leadership that will undoubtedly benefit many trans athletes in the future. In 2020, I, along with most swimmers, experienced what it was like to have my chance to achieve my swimming goals taken away after years of hard work. I would not wish to experience on this experience on anyone, especially Leah, who has followed the rules required of her. I believe that treating people with respect and dignity is more important than any trophy or record will ever be, which is why I will not have a problem racing against Leah at NCAAs this year, even if she beats, gets beaten by her. So I was impressed by the perspective. Uh, people don't necessarily have to agree. 
I'm not sure I agree completely because I do. I'm not sure this is a level playing field. You know, my daughter's thing is like, I'm the one that has to get in the pool with her and I'm fine with it. So I, I think some people could take a, a, a good lesson from that. So in a, in a different uh, sub, like a, a same topic, but it's a different sport, obviously. Uh, I wrote years ago about uh, Fallon Fox, who was a transgender UFC fighter. Mm, so mm-hmm. Fallon had transitioned to become into the female division and was fighting. You know, this was, uh, you know, it's look, Brooke uh, can swim and win or lose. Brooke's not getting punched in the face. Right. Unless the swimming lanes get all over I. <laughs> let's let's hope it doesn't come. Right. Back. So this is a, literally a fight. But the, the, the thing was that the opponents of Fallon Fox were signing up to fight. So it's sort of like, all right, I guess like, I, it's very, very complicated. Like, I don't know where to stand on that. Right. right. Well, if someone wants yeah. to, if you're like, I know who this person is, I'm going to fight. I think my thing with swimming and some of the different sports, particularly when there isn't a weight class, and I just think every sport, and I, I, if I was the NCAA, I would have done exactly what they did. I would have punted and said, I don't, we don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, look, we always talk about the NCAA trying to do stuff that they're not equipped to do. This would be one of them. This is really complicated if you're trying to right. figure out a, a, an equitable way. You can just sit there and say, no, never. Or you can say, always, I don't, I'm just, I'm not convinced that either of those two approaches, like, so testosterone level and, and look at, I don't, I, I'm not something I'm, any of my questions could be completely ridiculous. I don't know, but testosterone level is one thing, but like, it isn't in swimming, like the size of your, it would seem like the, the length of your arm and the size of your hand, like those things play a role, don't they? I remember that like Ian Thorpe had this huge foot. Yeah. That yeah guy, no, like, I the mean, Australian, he had like a 23 foot foot the torpedo like, <laughs> yeah the yeah. torpedo yeah right yes like i don't know like lung size like how do you make it work in swimming can you make it work in swimming i don't know i that, i mean that's the thing is because clearly whether it's testosterone mitigation or whether it is sheer size leah thomas is a hell of a lot better swimmer than will thomas was and uh, whatever there, there are definite advantages there. And I don't know, like Leah's height, weight, uh, hand size, foot size. Does that reach. stuff matter in swimming? Yes, yes, that, yes. Okay. it does All matter. Right. I mean, but you can also find people but of there's relatively not like a bunch normal of five size. Foot three swimmers. Generally speaking, like you go to the Olympic trials and They're it's like huge. going to, it's like going to an elite basketball camp. Guess what? Most of the best are bigger than the, the rest, you know, uh, right. it, 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 it can absolutely play a factor. It doesn't play every factor, but, uh, it can be a factor for sure. So, you know, that, yeah, like I said, I'm not sure this is a level playing field. And I think ideally probably a third category of participation, a trans category might be the way to go. But can you do that at this point in the game? At this point it is don't hate the player, hate the game. Because she followed the rules and did what she was supposed to do to be eligible. Uh, and so, I mean, you, you say, were right. the rules right? Were the rules good enough? I don't know. And the NCAA, of course, again, turtled and said, ah, well, we'll let somebody else decide about the rules. I mean, you could say, okay, well, Leah should compete. Okay. It's one of, like, how many people get in that final race? Eight? Eight, yes. Well, what if it's six transgender? Yeah. We're all eight. Right. Like if we get to that point, then what is the right? Right. What is yeah. the then? That's not clearly there is an advantage. I just we probably have not gotten to that amount of research, but common sense suggests in some of these some of these sports, 
uh, it can be problematic or it can be, yeah. it can be, you know, generally competitive. You got to balance this because you don't want to deny, and particularly you don't want to deny the younger kids uh, that are going through really tough times and sports can be a, a great outlet, you know, for that. And, and like you said, a lot of the re, a lot of the resistance to this can be, you know, very, very, you know, homophobic based or things like that. Right. When you really get to the yeah. core of it and that that's not what you're looking for. But at the same time, where, you know, where does this, where does this go is a fair question. And I, and everyone's trying to wrestle. Uh, there are a lot of, you know, all time great swimmers, female swimmers who are dead set against Leah's participation. Right. I mean, strongly against it. I, I have been hearing from many of them. Uh, so, and they're, they are trying to make their voices heard on this. And, and there's a, there's a level of, there, she is relatively close to Missy Franklin's American record in the 200 yard freestyle. If that gets broken, oh boy, you're going to be hearing a lot of hue and cry. I don't think Leah can get to Katie Ledecky's 500 American record, but you know, it's not, who knows? We'll, we'll find out. But March. it might be inevitable, right? It might be inevitable. Yeah. Depending, you know, what, what are the rules and what are the guidelines? Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, you know, and then it's like, what about other sports? I, I go back to Fallon Fox and say, okay, well, you signed up to fight Fallon Fox. That This is your choice. But what if it's, you know, sports that are, uh, you know, ostensibly non-contact, but we know are, are very much basketball, soccer, you know, field hockey, something where you're bad, you know, I mean, and, and there can be injuries, there could be, um, as I said, it, nobody wants to lose a, a swim race, but you're not going to be physically, right? Be, you know, I, I don't know, there's just so many questions on this. I don't know where sure. the hell this leads. A, a side, a side category seems like the one that would, uh, or a third category seems like the, just by basic common sense at without having the full understanding kind of seems like where this should probably be headed. But like you said, is there enough swimmers for that? I don't know. Yeah. Right now there's like one or two. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're going to win. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, there's, there's lots and lots to, to work through, wrestle through, and to try to do it on the fly here for by March is just not going to work. And that's where it's just going to be messy and ugly, I'm afraid. And I don't really want any part of that. I mean, I'll go to the Olympic, or I'm sorry, the NCAA Swim Championships, and I will obviously root for my daughter to win, but I don't want any part of any booing or protesting or anything one way or the other. Uh, that, that isn't going to cut it for me. The other question then, Dan, also is, does Leah Thomas have Olympic aspirations and 2024? And then, you know, what, what that, that gets into a realm where a lot more casual American sports fans care. Oh, they're going to care at the NCAA finals. Yeah, they will. They are going to care. They don't care. They, they care. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty interesting story. It's a very, very interesting story. Again, I I don't think you have to be, I think a lot of people, I, 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 my suspicion is a lot of people are kind of, uh, in the in the realm that we are we're like i don't know right um i don't know but it's i mean it's a it's a fascinating it's the same thing i still don't know whether fallon fox should have fought i don't know i i, I talked to fallon fox i i mean it was like i talked to the opponent I, it was it's really hard thing i don't know an ncaa title carries enormous significance yeah. in this country yes so 
winning against Harvard in a swim meet, I think most people just go, I, who, you know, I mean, again, it's like the, the intense interest, Harvard Penn, <laughs> Ivy League swimming, right? Like, how do you get anyone to care about Ivy League swimming? Well, here's one way. <laughs> yeah. If it's an NCA final, yeah. Um, the Olympics would be obviously a, an enormous deal too. It'll be even more enormous, but I think they care more about this than even a world championship. Could be. The average American yeah. no, knows what right. an NCAA championship means. Right. Hey, I welcome the interest. Everybody, come on down, watch some swimming. I, I don't take all the tickets, but <laughs> no, it's great that uh, people will pay some attention to the sport. I, you know, hopefully it doesn't drive everybody insane, but. Oh, I think your head's going to hurt. I mean, it just. <laughs> Yeah. Anytime it, people say they have all the answers. <laughs> yeah, they're lying. I don't care what that answer is. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, we will uh, we will monitor. We will continue this uh, this news story. We Certainly. will. We'll see. What, let's see your what dream Phoenix- of swimming becoming an important <laughs> ongoing topic is finally here. Finally, finally. I've been talking to clouds about swimming since 2012. Now I get to actually talk to people about it. This is awesome. There you go. All right. Number one story sent to us this week. Uh, The Pennsylvania State Police, this is from the New York Times, said that a pickup truck uh, last Friday carrying an enclosed trailer full of 100 monkeys (laughs) had collided with a dump truck and that four of the monkeys had escaped. This is in Montour County, Pennsylvania. Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. My God. Yeah, the, the sign. Sinomalgus. Sinomalgus. What is a monkey? <laughs> like, you know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Four <laughs> monkeys are loose in Pennsylvania. Got loose. Uh, they can cost 10 grand. They were on their way to a lab in Florida. So what, they're going to get axed down there? Probably. Yeah, they're probably going to get injected with terrible things. <laughs> I don't well, blame him for wanting to get out. Hell yeah. No. Uh, 150 miles northwest of Philly in Montour County, they got loose. No pe- new people were hurt. Yeah, yet anyone who sees or locates the monkey is not is asked to not approach or attempt to catch or come in contact with the monkey. Well, that would be smart, but I don't you know the people in Montour County, they're tough people. <laughs> Some of these guys are gonna be like, let's go get it. Let's go get that macaque. So is there one loose now? Or I did believe they, did, one did is re- still loose. Okay. They, Sully, they, do you have an update on I this? I believe what one, we got, is Sully? Yep, the one, one is monkey is loose. Are they you apprehended rude? the other three? We were going to nickname him Rocky, and he is, <laughs> he's going to start. This is the beginning of another Planet of the Apes movie. He's going to start. A, <laughs> uh, he's going to go down to Florida and set the rest of them free. <laughs> he's following the yeah. Track. Like, do you do you, uh, look? We have had missing animals. The get the the kangaroo that got loose in Guntown, Gun, Mississippi. Guntown. Yep. Never never heard from again. I think we know what happened there. There's <laughs> a damn town's called Guntown in Mississippi. Uh, that thing got that thing got got that thing got shot. Mm-hmm. No way. Uh, still alive. Had, uh, still rolling. We had the uh, cow. Or the bison? Yep. Was it a bison in Connecticut we, that got loose and got? It was out for like seventy days. Yeah, it was a bison. Yeah. Bison was roaming a forest or something. Yeah. yeah, right at the the meat slaughtering plant. So yeah. he made a he made a break. We've had some animals on the loose. Yeah. Uh, question is, do you root for the monkey to stay Always. loose, or do yes. you think the people on Montour County are getting? I mean, that I would be nervous about a monkey possibly being in my backyard. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm hundred percent on Team Monkey here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I I want him to remain loose or her. 
And uh, and yeah, go down to Florida and, and liberate them all. Get everybody out of that lab. Monkey save re- them all from some injection. Revolution. Monkey revolution. I don't know. I don't. I'm on team human. <laughs> yeah, it's a boring team to be on. It's not a likable team. Uh, it's like being what? on the Patriots. Come on. Yeah, we've had the we've had the upper hand for way too long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we right have to ad- we have to admit it. We need a little parody, a little parody yeah. in the animal kingdom on earth mm-hmm. so the way it's going with the humans i'm not sure i really am on team human <laughs> see i don't think it's bad to be on team monkey you better so. get to florida real quick because it's it's supposed to get to zero temperature uh in mm. pennsylvania around this time so they they gotta uh, they gotta get warm and warm fast yeah so yeah i don't think monkeys are great although there are snow monkeys in uh was it japan, japan right they hang mm-hmm. out at the the hot springs they do but i don't think there's a whole lot of hot springs in pennsylvania no. <laughs> no, no, especially Northeast Pennsylvania Mm-mm. could be could be a bad end for our man, the monkey. Yep. Uh, but I'm rooting for him to stay on the loose, catch a ride, hitchhike, make your make your way around, find the Guntown Kangaroo. They can hook up, or he could go to Japan's monkeys and meet up with the queen of queen of the monkeys. Oh yeah, that's the other monkey story. The love triangle. Two monkey stories this week. Mm-hmm. What is the queen? Who's the queen? There's a, another New York Times story where for the first in like the whatever year, 70 year history of this wildlife refuge, uh, for the first time, they have a female leader that she violently oh, overthrew yes, the male yeah. leader. Yeah. But uh, mating season may be her demise because there may be there's apparently a messy love triangle, according mm. to the New York Times. Yep. Which, uh, and uh, our, hey, Pennsylvania is a, quite the trip from Japan, but. <laughs> It'd be a tough commute. It'd be a tough commute, but I, hey, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, yeah, a, he can join up with them. Got a queen bee living, living, living large. <laughs> kind Going of monkey horses. Tinder. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was a macaque, right? I, yeah. I don't know. They, I don't know if it's the same. Yes, they're both macaques, but I don't know if they're oh, the really? same species. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm heading to Asia like next week. Yeah, you know, can you take the monkey Boots with on you? the ground? That can be your know. emotional support animal to go off on the plane with you. The, while I'm in the Chinese COVID quarantine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll have some good podcast content when Dan's over there in I don't, Beijing. If, Hell. if I get stuck in the isolation center, that's what they're calling it. I don't know whether I can podcast. I hope so. You might have to podcast every day to stay sane. Yeah, yeah. the, the isolation center, they said they'll have a mental health uh, professional there to help how about just letting me out that would be <laughs> yeah you'd have, to, you'd have to tape a just a quick update for us pat and i would probably have to hold down the fort because i don't know if chinese wi-fi is going to let you podcast on yeah Zoom. that's true i have no idea i have no idea i'm hoping i can podcast from china i don't know about the alcohol situation i have many concerns you should many concerns none of them have to do with actually covering the olympic <laughs> no Right. Uh, so, yeah. I want to hear. I want you to end up in there so we can hear about the mental health. Uh... I think everyone's rooting. That's the problem. <laughs> like my entire, all my bosses want me to get put in the isolation center. The like, stories alone. Yep. Could be good columns. I'm like, thanks. I mean, I, if I'm in there, I can't. It's I get. You, <laughs> these are the people who say whether I tested positive or negative. I'm not going to be like telling. Like, believe me, it's going to be hearts and flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You gotta suck up. The men, does A does the mental health professional speak English? And B, 
do they give a rat's ass how you're doing? That's my thought. It's like you check in. Uh, Mr. Wetzel, how are you today? Not very well. I have some, I'm feeling some depression coming on. Good luck, sir. And they close the door. Mm-hmm. Here's an emotional support monkey. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here's a bowl of rice outside your door and an emotional support monkey. Mm-hmm. Suck uh, it up. I, okay, let me read you what, what, what could befall me here. Okay. I'll read you from the official playbook because it's, it's a doozy. Yeah, like everyone else at this company, you can have great enjoyment out of the uh, foibles. <laughs> <laughs> of what is possibly the hi- isolation facility. There will be English speaking personnel at the facilities who will monitor your health. Okay. Uh, even if you're asymptomatic, you're in there. You're, I mean, you're screwed. Forget yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Meals will be provided three times a day. So you're going to get a box of food three times a day. Mm-hmm. It will cater to a variety of dietary conditions, considerations on the menu. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh, how much they cater to you. There will be Wi-Fi available. It does not say whether it's real Wi-Fi or Chinese Wi-Fi. That doesn't really work. <laughs> you can't really go to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, your CLO, okay, your supervisor and colleagues, they will allow to bring you something and provide support on a case-by-case basis, uh, i.e. I- checking safeguard checks and welfare. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yahoo boys, they're leaving you on your own. They're going to be too busy. Oh, yeah. Nobody's, nobody's yep. coming for me. No. You're stuck. There will be accessible rooms and experienced on-site personal, personnel to assist with daily care tasks, such as meals, toilet, changing clothes, bathing, for those who require it. Okay. So I, I would think everybody should require all those things. Well, yeah, but I don't need to help. No, no, no. I hope you don't. Okay. Scratch that. Don't. that. I don't need that one. You'll have this one. This is where it gets nerve wracking. I want to. I want to see you with the bathing helper. No, no. <laughs> you will have access to fresh air through open window, <laughs> but you will not be allowed to go outside. Tremendous. I gotta also, say, like the fact that they had to say that is what's concerning. Yeah. <laughs> right. I thought a window would be like kind of just goes without saying. <clears throat> no. Which, they which had to now put makes it in you there. say what isn't mentioned. <laughs> I want to get a TV that's all in Chinese, I'm sure. Maybe you aren't even getting a TV. I may not. You know? Rooms will be approximately 25 square meters, which is about 260 feet. Small and uh, my experience in Beijing was that there isn't much fresh air to get. You can no, open the window, but what's coming in is, yeah, smog. Mental health support will be available. They Again. know you're, they literally are preparing for you to go nuts. <laughs> I mean, it's, they, they provide one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight things. One is basically for, you know, if you're not, uh, you know, this this deals with the Olympics and Paralympics. So, right? so one isn't really a thing. One is like people can bring you some clothes and check to see if you've gone crazy. Like, I mean, we're, the very few things. They, they, they're, they're, two of the eight <laughs> things are about you going nuts. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <Whew>. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. Asymptomatic for ten days or something. Is that what you got? You got to log ten days. It's pretty wow. much. Well, you can get out. You can get two consecutive PCR. I don't know. And you Long- do get you get the nose test every day, right? Oh, every day when you're there. Every day. So. It's like staring. It's like this is Russian roulette with the COVID test. <laughs> Even if you get a false positive, it'll take like three days to get out of this thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. You could end up in a work camp in like. This could be the last week of of my participation on the podcast. (laughs) 
Maybe, uh, may, may not. I don't know. <laughs> we hope not. Yeah, but isolation not facility. <laughs> I mean, they don't even make it sound good. You could end up like on the work detail for the opening ceremony. Remember the stories from Beijing in 08 about like they they basically locked up all the performers for like six weeks in terrible conditions to make them perfect their uh, opening thing, which was awesome. It was great. But then you find out how this, that sausage was made. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That uh, Remember the, the smog? Oh, There's yeah. no snow there. They have to like make all the snow. There's no mountains. Yeah. Right? No. How did they get this thing? Anytime you think the NCAA sucks. It's like FIFA and the IOC just are like, yeah, minor yeah, leagues. Yeah. That's right. They take greed and corruption to different levels. Oh, yeah. What, what the hell are we doing? These poor, I, imagine, I, I, I don't care. I mean, whatever. I'm the media, right? The athletes. Yeah. Like, this is what you risk going over there. How the hell are you going to compete? You're just out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, you can't bring your own phone because they're going to steal from you. Like, it's all you got to have burner phones, burner right. everything. You yeah. can't trust the hosts. Nope. Like, thanks for putting the Olympics here. I'm, <laughs> the NHL's like, hell to the no. We're out of here. <laughs> they got this thing and we're like, we're gone. It is bailed. I told you my big brother is watching Story from Beijing in 08, didn't I? No, what it would happen. Oh, this was great. Probably I was for work, good work reason you were getting watched. Yeah, well, there probably was. But uh, I was working for ESPN. Staying in one of the media housing places. We went to Club Bud, the bar that they kind of like made one night after the swimming stuff ended. And I took the cab back to where we were staying, left my BlackBerry, that was my device at the time, in the cab in a city of 18 million. Like the next day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have it. Well, I can't wait to tell ESPN I lost my BlackBerry. Go cover what I was, whatever I was doing. Come back at midnight walk into my room and my blackberry is sitting on my bed <laughs> yeah at first i was like oh great it's not lost and then i was like oh crap how did they figure it out how'd they get in yeah yeah surveillance it was real oh, man and that was 2008 so mm. yeah yikes yeah. they're better at it now yeah see in 08 i liked uh a lot of beijing was like you got to talk to the people you got to yeah. go out into the town that we're not able to do any of that I just, I, I don't know. I mean, you're, I, I know Brooke loved going to go into the Olympics and all that, but I just feel bad that like this is this is way worse than Japan, right? Like way more restrictive, right? And because the, the the stakes are higher, yes. you don't have this, right? No, this is this is rough. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I hope athletes. for the athletes, yeah, that they can at least they can at least compete. You know, I mean, I feel like you know if you're trying to compete at the Olympics, you, like try just routine, like routine is everything, like the. I mean, I know like the gymnasts uh, that I cover a lot, like they're just obsessed with like, you know, social media. They're in there to kids, right? Mostly yeah. like they're t- high school kids or whatever, t- college kids. And just like, you know, take away their phone. Like you <laughs> you take a 17-year-old's phone away, they flip out. Yeah. It's like you've amputated a limb. Right. Yeah. Just all the different things and just be like, oh, yeah. Mental health support will be available. I mean, I appreciate that, but I p- prefer... Anyway. We, we we need a pod episode Wetzel pod from on, the isolation facility yes. i mean if Wetzel that isn't the highest the rated couch yeah i might as well make some there. yeah i'm at the highest rated thing. <laughs> 10 straight days of me just i'll just go live for like eight hours talking to myself <laughs> fresh access to fresh air <laughs> kind of a through open window what else does a man need <laughs> but you will not be allowed to go outside <laughs> no oh boy better start drinking now <laughs> Leaving a week. <laughs> so there's 
Do we have any? Can I get some cocktails to the isolation facility? <laughs> Give me a nice bottle of Irish whiskey or some cold beers on ice. I'll hang out in there for 10 days. <laughs> there you go. That's Two the weeks, only thing that could make it tolerable. Days. But if I, uh, yeah, I don't think it, it says meals provided three times a day with a variety of dietary considerations. Well, <laughs> that's your dietary consideration. Whiskey. I need whiskey. <laughs> whiskey is my dietary consideration. Need those Japanese highballs that we drank too yeah, much of one night. Absolutely. Yeah. That mm-hmm. now maybe I can deal with it. Actually, yeah. might not be that bad. Maybe I'm uh, rethinking this. Beijing uh, 2022. <laughs> Feel the excitement. <laughs> Hopefully no Chinese officials are listening to this because I'm already in trouble. <laughs> they are now. Huh? Uh, yeah, probably that's right. Are. They're on the case now. Scratch yeah. all this. I was only kidding. It's just a joke. <laughs> Very excited to go to Beijing. Uh, who wouldn't be? All right, it's our pod. We'll be back later in the week with whatever the hell's going on. Talk- might be Caleb Williams news. <laughs> or might not be. Probably not. I don't believe. He's just in a, never going to go never going to go to school one year of recruiting that'll be it one year of recruiting rumors um all right please subscribe keep sharing us on social media and uh appreciate all the support we'll talk to you later